Are you stuck in a rat race of schedules, to-do lists, and other people's priorities? Maybe you can't even remember when the last time you felt fully engaged with your body, your mind, and your surroundings. If this resonates with you, then you are in the right place. I am Susan Sanders, and I'm here to teach you about sustainable productivity. Each week, I'll be coming to your ears with lessons to create a life that you can fully engage with. Some weeks will be bite-sized moments of inspiration and sharing. Other weeks will include guests and more in-depth looks at doing the right things in a way that you can maintain over time. Let's get started. Welcome to the Sustainable Productivity Podcast. I am your host, Susan Sanders. Today, we are talking about how media impacts our productivity. Before we get into that topic, we will start with a segment to highlight something that is making life sustainably productive. The goal is to highlight small things that create a life we don't feel like running away from. Sometimes it'll be an adjustment that was made, known around here as an SPA, Sustainable Productivity Adjustment. Sometimes it'll be an event or a material thing, whatever happens to be a highlight lately. Today's sustainable productivity highlight is a digital cleanup project I started a couple weeks ago. I use Adobe Lightroom to edit and store photos. Last year, when we added a new server to our home technology setup, I did something wrong when it came to moving the photo backup. So now in Lightroom, I have duplicate photos, photos not showing the right path to the original, and several other issues. I basically have a big mess. I needed to find a photo last month and couldn't find it. That and a few other pain points leading up to this made me identify this pain point as no longer sustainable nor productive. So I decided to apply an SPA. I have set a goal to spend an hour on this task more days than not during the week. It's a super brainless task that I can do while I watch TV if I want to. I added a line to my habit tracker so I can keep a tally of days that I do it. I also am keeping a weekly tally of the number of photos left to review. I started with just over 180,000, so writing this down daily did not seem like I was making progress. But weekly is definitely more motivating. I know it's going to take a few months of this to get the photos straightened out, but having a process to break it down into small chunks that are easy to do makes it manageable. Now onto the topic at hand, the impact of media on our personal productivity. Let me orient today's topic in the sustainable productivity framework. Media is a component of the environmental surroundings dimension along with clutter. Basically, we're looking at the inputs that are physically and virtually in our environment. I want to start with a quote from Josega Ortega y Gasset. Tell me what you pay attention to, and I will tell you who you are. I would like to float the idea by you that because you're listening to this podcast, that you're interested in maybe making some adjustments to what you're paying attention to. And lots of that input falls into the subject of media. So let's start with defining what media is. When we talk about media consumption, we talk about all of the news, movies, books, TV, podcasts, social media, and magazines that you take in on the daily basis. Consider these the nutrients in your media diet. Media is all around us. 
It is not productive nor sustainable to avoid it altogether. Just like the nutrition component where we have to eat three or four times a day, we do need to take in media at various points of our day. The issue is keeping it in balance of a sustainably productive life. A study by Johnston and Davey in 2011 found that participants who viewed the negatively skewed news shows, as designed by the researchers, showed increased anxious and sad mood, as well as a significant increase in the tendency toward catastrophic thinking related to personal worry. In 2016, researchers at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center found greater time spent on social media led to greater likelihood of depression in young adults. The average study participant used social media 61 minutes per day and visited social media accounts 30 times per week. A quarter of these participants were identified with high depression indicators. And I'll put a link to these studies in the show notes if you want to read more yourself. Remember what we covered in episode one about stress and hormones. Worry and stress kick off hormones that have a negative physiological effect on the body. Let's say, for example, that you watch the 10 o'clock news, 10 p.m. news, and it's full of negative reports and controversial interviews, shouting guests. The fight or flight response system kicks in and cortisol is released in your body. Cortisol floods your bloodstream with glucose to fuel whatever is coming. But what's really coming is bedtime. You can't sleep, which leads to sleep deprivation and increased ghrelin and suppression of leptin. In the morning, you dive deep in the coffee pot and then go get those two egg biscuits from the drive-thru on your way to the office. The vicious cycle has begun. Worse yet is the fact that there is no relief to the barrage of media messages. The radio's on in the car, the TV's on while we eat, while we wait, even when we get our teeth cleaned. If you do have a moment of silence, we can't stand it. So we pick up our cell phone and scroll social media. But there are habits that you can create around media. Limits and bumpers to keep you in the middle of the lane so you can consume media in a way that is sustainably productive. First, you need to understand where you're starting from to be rigorously honest with yourself. The lead researcher in the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center study discussed his findings could be interpreted in what he referred to as both directions. This means that people who have depressive symptoms might choose social media because they perceive that as easier social engagement than in-person encounters. But then the flip side, more time spent on social media exacerbates the depressive symptoms. That's what we're referring to as both directions. If you think that you might lean towards depressive side of mood state, you may need to put more limits, more strict limits on social media than a person who does not. This leads us back to the sustainably productive question, is this something I can continue long term? Sure, we may have seasons where we consume more media than preferred, for example, when there is a global event of some kind. But on a daily basis, consider how you are feeling and what media you are investing your time and if it's really helping your insides match up to your outsides. Ferris Jakob of the company Genius Steals applies the ideas of media consumption to a framework we're all familiar with, the food guide pyramid. 
The result is the media pyramid, which includes descriptions of each level of media that floods our environment each day, along with a suggested consumption. So I'm going to put a uh, picture of this in the show notes so you can see what I'm describing as we go through the different levels of this pyramid. A lot of us grew up with a food guide pyramid, so you're familiar with the general structure of the triangle and the different sections of it. So if we start at the top, this is the red, the the minimum uh, amount section that we want to partake in. And Ferris calls this infotoxication, media that brokers in falsehoods. That's the red section at the top. Below that, a little bit bigger section in orange is consumption. That's the title of that section. And he defines this as media that is passively grazed, such as through algorithmic or broadcast stream. Next, the bigger section below that is yellow called interaction. This is media that allows for or requires interpersonal communications. Below that is blue called participation. This is defined as media in which one chooses specific content to consume or is otherwise actively engaged in the content. Below that is where we start to make our own choices and be in charge of what we're allowing into our environments. So we reach the section that is in brown on the pyramid called edification, media which increases our moral or intellectual capabilities. And here I want to highlight that there really is very little screen time and much more potential to interact with people. So you get to the green section, actualization. And this is media in which we seek our best selves. There are minutes of suggested consumption on each level of this pyramid. And I encourage you to consider this uh, suggested consumption on the graphic as relative markers only, not to actually try to apply these numbers to your life unless that consumption is a sustainably productive fit to your schedule. If you don't want to include any in the red section, don't strive to get it. It's more of a guideline of the relative amount of that red section that you should get. And additionally, I want to encourage you to spend more time in the blue, brown, and green levels than those higher than that in the pyramid. Not that you need to spend five plus hours a day in these areas, as is relatively recommended on the pyramid, but you're the only one that can actively make healthier choices for yourself. As Ferris warns us, if you don't consciously choose how to allocate your attention, it will be allocated for you by entities whose objectives are not your own. Let's see what kind of adjustments this might mean you could consider in order to make media consumption a more sustainably productive part of your environment. This break is brought to you by you. Thank you for hitting play on this episode. I know you have so many choices of podcasts and I appreciate you listening to this one. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe, share, and leave a five-star review. The more you share the messages about sustainable productivity, the more we can create a world where we are all more engaged in our lives. Now back to the show. I always recommend to start with where you are. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you might have a week's worth of time tracking down on paper. If not, start there. I'll put a link 
to the Sustainable You time tracker in the show notes if you would like to use that. If you already have your tracker, let's see what you find. We're going to take a qualitative and quantitative look at your time tracker. So first, the quantitative piece. The numbers don't lie. Look it over and identify the amount of time you spent on social media, TV, podcasts, books, newspapers, and radio. Then spend some time with observations, the more qualitative side. How do you feel after consuming the media content? You might make a colored dot or other indicator to categorize the time spent. If you spend 30 minutes scrolling social media one afternoon and you feel energized by it, put a green dot or a star if you can't find your colored pencils. If you feel drained after watching the nightly news for an hour, put a red dot or an X. If you feel neither particularly up or down after reading your book for 20 minutes, add a yellow dot or a check mark. The goal for your adjustments is to increase the green or the stars and to decrease and or decrease the red or the X's. You may even start to notice some trends. Media that is pushed at you, news for example, may make you feel one way, while media you choose to consume, books or podcasts, may make you feel another type of energy. The goal at baselining is to observe where you are and if where you are is something you want to continue long term. Then it's time to think about what adjustments you can make. Remember, sustainable productivity is not about throwing out everything you're doing today in order to do something different tomorrow. It is about small, sustainable adjustments you can continue and that bring you the result you want. Here are some suggestions. As we go through the different potential adjustments, make a note of what sounds easiest or most impactful. These are some potential adjustments that may appeal to you. They're just options to get you started with what might resonate in your life. First, observe your body. Notice what is happening in your body when you have media coming at you. Whether you choose it or not, does your stomach get upset or feel knotted? Do you get headaches or overwhelming fatigue? Do you feel a rush of adrenaline? How about a burst of energy or feeling of motivation? Second, rest. Give yourself a little break from the media, all media. Sit with no TV, radio, magazine, music of any kind. If your house is full of other people consuming media, sit in your car. (laughs) This isn't necessarily a nap. This is a rest from the input. If it feels too uncomfortable, try an activity with no media. Drive to the store with radio off. Fold laundry without watching TV. It's not a complete elimination of media from your life. Think of it more like a strategic time throughout your day, a small amount of time where you can take a rest from media. And let's get into this more with suggestion number three, which is timers. A media fast might seem like a radical idea these days where multitasking is so revered. If it seems too overwhelming, use your timers. Five minutes of a media rest and you can turn the TV back on for background noise. Jot a couple thoughts about how that five minutes went each time you do it. Maybe the first time you write down that you wanted to rip your skin off. After a few more times of doing that exercise, maybe it's the laundry with no TV, you do that a few more times, you might write down that you didn't hate it the whole time. You may notice over time you're writing down more positive things about these five minutes and consider extending it. 
Option four is tangent to number three, and it is scheduling. Set time in your calendar for your media fast. In the culture we live in with the intense media cycle, if you don't plan for it, this respite will not happen. Make time for what matters. This might be a 20-minute window first thing in the morning, but who can remember in the morning that you meant to do it? If you put it in your calendar, a reminder will pop up to nudge you to your media timeout. Number five, consider your who. Motivational speaker Jim Ron is the one who says this best. We are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. This includes digital people. If you only watch TV shows with people with values you don't agree with or themes that don't match up with your morals, you are bringing down your average. Just like in the relationships component of the mental well-being, consider who you're surrounding yourself with in the media. If the message does not ring true to you, it might be time to change the channel. The last suggestion I have for you is to get choosy about what you allow in your environment. I work with a woman who noticed that she was angry after listening to the news on her morning commute. She wanted to seem informed around the water cooler in the office. In reality, all she seemed was angry. After just a week of swapping news for one podcast and her favorite music on her commute, she was more upbeat starting her workday. She was able to contribute to break time conversations by offering up items she heard about on the podcast. You are in control of what you bring into your environment. Amara Honick says it this way, what you allow is what will continue. So friends, be discerning about what you surround yourself with in order to create a sustainable you. Thank you for your time today. In a world where there is so much stimulation and input, I don't take it for granted that you choose to spend 15 minutes or so with me each week. Until we meet next week, remember to create productive results in a way that you can sustain and that are productive for you. You have just listened to the Sustainable Productivity Podcast. If you liked what you heard, you might like what you read. Come to SustainableSue.com to read more and subscribe to have the weekly message sent to your inbox. You can also get show notes, including links to things discussed in the episode there. SustainableSue.com Consider sharing this episode with a friend. The more you share the message about sustainable productivity, the more we can create a world where we are all more engaged in our lives. Keep going, friends. As Devin Durant says, small efforts sustained over time can produce significant results. Have a good week.